0: Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode, or perhaps the first episode, of Through Nick and Thin. The The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve, joining me as always is the ever-loving Hannah Hannah, happy Valentine's Day.
1: Happy Valentine's Day. I knew that was going to be a part of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, right off the top, our first 70 something episodes were titled something differently, but we asked the people and they voted to change the title. And we tinkered around with a few options. I will say that Cage Against the Machine is a great name, but that is the name of the official podcast of the MMA. Uh, mixed I know martial there's arts, probably a UFC fighting.
1: Quite a big crossover audience for us i know that you know a large subset of Mm -hmm. our fans are probably also mma fans so it might get confusing for Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. Um, however we made the decision to not go with that recommendation even though that was probably our favorite one
0: yeah also the instagram title or handle was already taken as Ah, well somebody else had a nick cage fan page with cage against the machine well
1: We can't do that then, can we? No,
0: I mean, it's taken in a few different ways. It's a great name, but Mm -hmm. a few other highlights as Hannah created was Cage Before Beauty. Somebody Mm -hmm. mentioned Nick Flicks and Chill. Mm, I liked that one. (laughs) That one was good too. Cage
1: of Enlightenment, Cage of Innocence, The Dark Cages.
0: Backstage with Nick Cage, that Mm, kind of thing. That was a good one. Yeah, so there were a lot of good contenders, but ultimately we, we thought through Nick and Thin was funnier because we are here through the the nick and the thick the... nick in the thin neck. <laughs> does that make sense
1: has he gained a lot of weight
0: kind of not a lot no he probably weighs the same but he's bigger now he goes because... in and out
1: of like shape. superhero shape <laughs> yeah
0: yeah he was shredded up until like ghost rider and then just now he's, he's a little doughy
1: i mean he's like 50
0: i know so, we're getting
1: into, I mean, when you're in the dark cages, it's probably really difficult for you to maintain that peak physique.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's even harder to maintain that peak physique when you're performing in a movie such as Pay the Ghost.
1: It's funny because... i tried to segue that and it didn't well i was going to and then you kept going but what you did say was um something's you know that movie title or that pod whatever that instagram title was already taken and what i wanted to say was well you know what (sighs) isn't like taken
0: (laughs) so last week we read the description of pay the ghost and the description is a man's son gets kidnapped at a carnival and he spends a year trying to find him and we thought this is fucking taken again it's he's done this twice already with stolen r- rage and stolen stolen being the most blatant it's a ripoff ripoff but also rage was very similar
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so that's what we thought going into this and it was not i don't that. want to
1: say we were pleasantly surprised we were just surprised yeah. that it wasn't taken
0: i I'll, I'll go so far as to say i was pleasantly surprised by this movie this movie is not taken.
1: I suppose it was a breath of fresh air?
0: Yeah, this movie was about spooky ghost people. <laughs> this there is were... about
1: like the occult and the supernatural. So
0: his son gets taken by a spooky ghost and it's not like pay the ghost you've got to pay this ransom to get your son back. It's like the the payment is the child that gets taken yeah, by this ghost.
1: The ghost gets paid with kids.
0: There's vultures in Manhattan inexplicably. There's a thousand and one jump scares. So, if you're a real horror movie fan, you know that like jump scares are there's a time and a place for them, but they're kind of cheap. Um, but if you're really prone to jump scares, I wouldn't suggest watching this movie, like myself. Yeah,
1: (laughs) every 10 seconds I screamed because I'm a baby when it comes to this kind of thing. Well,
0: but also, they put a million jump scares in this, so it's like you don't blame someone for that, no, certainly not. Yeah. i wasn't
1: scared i just you know was startled
0: (laughs) so anyway (laughs) nick cage has to figure all this shit out in this working day world he's got to figure out how to get his son back and that's the movie so we're going to get into this movie nick cage scene by nick cage scene but before we do Hannah's going to relay some behind the scenes information maybe some box office numbers that kind of thing before we jump into it so what do you got for us Hannah?
1: very challenging to find much on this you know cinematic masterpiece mm-hmm. pay the ghost mm-hmm. 2015 mm-hmm. this movie has a 5.2 out of 10 on imdb and a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes
0: yeah not good
1: i think it deserved that
0: yeah yeah i mean so like i said breath of rotten fresh tomatoes air
1: tomatoes usually doesn't like horror movies yeah
0: that's true. That's true. They don't like horror movies. They don't like comedies or family movies, that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, I, I think it was a. Fre- it was a, just a
1: breath of fresh air because we're watching it wasn't all taken. these movies. Yeah, it wouldn't be if we were like, oh, let's watch a let's watch a Nick cage movie out of the blue. You know, we don't have this podcast. Let's just watch a random Nick cage movie. We saw that we'd be like, the, f- what the fuck do we waste our time for?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. And, and also,
1: precious precious time that we have on this precious planet and we're spending most of it these days watching nick cage <laughs> oh
0: my god hannah's eyes are going crazy <laughs>
1: um i don't know how what the budget was are we just going to continue <laughs>
0: yeah let, let's just blow past that real quick
1: i don't know what the budget was but this movie made 2.2 2 million dollars i don't know if they made anything you know I can't imagine if they made back what the budget was there was
0: a decent amount of cgi in this movie
1: wasn't good, but no, it was there.
0: It wasn't horrible, but the it wasn't good. The vultures were really bad. Yeah, they were pretty rough.
1: The biggest CGI was this movie takes place in New York City, but none of it was filmed there. It was all filmed in Toronto.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So that, that, that happens.
1: They CGI'd. I think some of the B-roll may have been there. They may have sent like an intern to take some shots.
0: Yeah. Just of, go get Grand Central Station or whatever.
1: <laughs> but most of it apparently was CGI'd.
0: Wow. Well, and it was also filmed not just in New York or Toronto, but also in a spooky portal to another dimension, which we'll get into. That
1: was also in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some reviews for this movie Ooh! (laughs) Uh, you know i'm desperate when i'm looking to reviews to fill out this uh (coughs) this segment here on our on our podcast that
0: reminds me of that italian film time to kill
1: or
0: something we had nothing we just had to read reviews and they were hysterical so what do you got for us this time
1: um three okay a low energy wash agreed okay yeah a boring retreat of Insidious.
0: I've never seen Insidious.
1: Felt similar. Okay. Better.
0: Mm. Insidious
1: being. Okay.
0: I was going to say, really? <laughs> not pay the ghost.
1: <laughs> and uh, finally, a new low for one close Kim oh, Coppola oh, Cage. I,
0: don't, I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's not all on him. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't a good movie by any stretch, but it wasn't like it was his fault.
1: I mean, was, he was he pretty low energy. Yeah. It is. Like, he, he was pretty dead in the eyes. <laughs> He's always dead in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, but you know he had no passion
0: for this. And
1: yeah. I I recognized that passionless turn that he took mm-hmm. by watching this interview that he did where mm-hmm. the cut that I saw, none of the interview's questions remained in it. So I'm not okay. sure what he was asked. But I have noticed that when I am able to hear the interview's questions, interviewers' questions, typically when he's really passionate about a movie, he will answer a lot of questions about the film. Mm-hmm. When he's not passionate about the movie, he will turn those answers into things about himself and his philosophy on acting mm-hmm. and his philosophy on the themes in the film Mm. so the first thing that he said and i am very curious what the question was i'm a a little bit disappointed that i didn't hear what prompted this but he said i'm not a snob i'm interested in all movies in the most unconvincing way i've ever heard him speak so (laughs) i wonder if the question was like like did you know this movie was gonna suck (laughs) Like, maybe why'd he, you pick this? And he was like, well, I'm not a snob. I don't need to be, you know, James Dean all the time, as he loves to talk about. He he mentioned James Dean, like, seven times in this interview.
0: <laughs> of course he did. Um, but maybe I'm some, interested
1: in all movies.
0: Maybe somebody asked him, like, maybe they knew it was a low-budget movie and asked him something along those lines, like, are you just as comfortable in a low-budget movie as you are in a big box office? Yeah,
1: I, I think he was asked that, like, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And... His answer is always like, you know, if they have a place for me, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I could really use the and cash right about That's what he, right that's what he that. said here. He said, these these movies have a place for me. I'm like, whoa. As he tugs on his <laughs> collar. I could really use the cash. If that's not one of the most depressing things I've ever heard. <laughs> he said that this movie in particular is an honest expression for me because my mandate for film is drama and horror. That's not true. No. But I mean... I guess his mandate for this film was that it needed to be drama and horror, and he felt as though he was able to get both out of it. I don't know what drama.
0: Was there any horror in The Runner that we watched last week?
1: No, no, no. (laughs) I mean, this, like I said, I don't know what questions he was asked. That's fair. So all all of his answers are taken out of context. Okay. Nick also spoke a lot in this interview about his love for some of the old classic horror films like The Exorcist in particular and he said in this performance in Pay the, Pay the Ghost he was modeling the honesty and convincingness of Ellen Burstyn the mother from The Exorcist.
0: That is 100% if not more so bullshit. <laughs> um he his you cannot compare you, any part. You were just like. <laughs> <You> can- <laughs> I like just dropped my head as I took that. Very <laughs> pronounced sigh. sigh. Uh, but you cannot compare any part of this movie to The Exorcist, which is like one of, if not the greatest horror movie ever made. This movie is nowhere near that. No. I would say it's about 90% off from that if you're going by Rotten Tomatoes scores. I don't think well, it has 100, but you know what I mean.
1: I'm not saying that he executed it. And he's not saying that he executed it. He's saying that he tried to model it.
0: He failed to model it. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. And he did not.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if he said tried. I think he just said I, I was modeling. Okay. Well. <laughs> which is worse.
0: All right. Neither <laughs> one.
1: And I'll, I'll I'll leave you with the, with these final thoughts from Nick. Well, uh, for the rest of the interview, he talks about the occult, which he got like really nerdy over. So I. Mm. Uh, That doesn't surprise me based upon the way his son looks.
0: No, and we've mentioned stuff like that on the podcast before. His love for the occult. Yeah, he's
1: super into that shit. Mm -hmm. And that's like a big part of this. A big part of this this movie, movie, It's about like the Celtic occult. Yeah. Apparently like Halloween wasn't all Hallow's Eve, but it's based off of some like old Celtic. Samhain. I've never heard this in my life. Isn't that like maybe a big, I'm uneducated?
0: Maybe isn't that a big part of like the old Disney Channel movies? They're like, oh, it's Sawin like in fucking Hocus Halloween Pocus Town? and shit and ho- in Halloween Town.
1: I don't. Maybe I just never paid attention to that part.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know anything about Sawin itself, but we'll get into what this cult yeah, is all I, about. I don't
1: know. I mean, the only things that were in the old Disney Channel movies were like things from salem massachusetts which i don't think are reminiscent of this these celtic traditions i thought that they were entirely different i don't know but maybe i'm off base
0: we'll talk about it when we get to those scenes
1: they don't matter (laughs) (laughs) the last thing he says here made no sense to me i'm curious what you think please he says i've always felt like you can do in acting what you can do in other art forms if you could do it in painting you can do it in acting the fuck does that mean (laughs)
0: This feels like a like a Jeopardy prompt, like because we're only giving the we're only giving we're not answers, getting the question we're not getting the question. I have a
1: feeling he I have a feeling that was just a tangent. He he wasn't actually like mm. I said, you know, these types of interviews when he doesn't give a, a flying fuck about these movies when he spends like three days on set filming them, yeah. and he just has to say something about them. He rarely wants to talk about the production of the movie. He rarely wants to talk about his process in this particular movie. He just wants to talk about like himself as an actor
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's so funny that you bring that up because it is very much like how what was your what was your experience like on leaving las vegas and it's like well the cast and the crew were really great and mm-hmm. i think what the director does me in this and the movie director
1: is, he didn't mention the director once he mentioned the yeah. director of the exorcist <laughs> right and
0: then and then you go to a movie like this and it's like what was your experience like on pay the ghost and it's He's like, like
1: well i'm not a snob i, I always wanna, try to i want to be in yeah. all movies <laughs> If they will take them.
0: <laughs> I always try to take movies that do this. I'm always looking for a new project. It's, you know, and like it's very, it's acting, very metaphorical. Acting to me
1: is mm-hmm. like painting. You can do a lot with painting, which you can also do with acting. Okay.
0: I guess. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs, kids. I don't know if he's on drugs at this point in his life. But I think. I would be. If, if... <laughs> <laughs> i think if he if he was it definitely caught up to him and he definitely was at one point
1: he also looks terrible in he this does look interview.
0: terrible at this time at this time in 2015 I yeah don't think
1: now should. he looks fine he's fine yeah yeah he went through a period it's the dark, the dark ages. ages it'll do that to you
0: shall we get through this movie
1: I'm dying to
0: dying get to it? uh-huh okay <laughs> So the movie opens oh, up man. not on Nicolas Cage, but on some random ass kids in 1673, and that's immediately where we're like, "What is this ancient spooky shit?" Because yeah, we thought like, it we was, thought taken. This was taken. <laughs> so the first time we actually do ghost
1: see... should have been a clue for us. Yeah, but I thought ghost like a metaphor. The ghost
0: was the name of like a hacker or something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that, was something. <laughs> that was so dramatic. <laughs>
1: Light bulb moment.
0: <laughs> that was a very sincere moment from Hannah.
1: So and they're few and far between <laughs> these days. Yeah,
0: right. So the first time we see Nicolas Cage right off the bat, there's a running theme, which is plot holes or just things that that's not how that happens in real life. And that is that he's at the library and his phone is low battery and about to die. And his phone buzzes three four times like a phone call is going off that's not how low battery phones work i know 2015 was six years ago now but it's been pretty much the same and he had an then. iphone
1: and i yeah. remember what iphones did in 2015 they buzz it once. wasn't that they buzz once they, buzz they once.
0: don't buzz like it's you know the new year anyway <laughs> <laughs> bothered me right off the bat i wrote it It bothered me enough to write it down <laughs> so he gets home we find out he's got a little kid he's got a a for him a hot wife and it's actually sarah wayne Collins, collies or collins she's okay. um the wife from uh the first few seasons of the walking dead so
1: rick's wife
0: rick's wife yes so she she plays a pivotal role in those first few seasons she's a pretty good actress yeah, i think she's decent mm-hmm. and you had no mentioned one else
1: is anybody
0: in this movie no 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 except for nick
1: is that is the nypd guy anybody i don't think so okay
0: and um, the blind guy that comes up later. I think. Or
1: Hannah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get into her. <laughs> so you actually had me mentioned or ha- had mentioned at this first scene at home because he gets home and he gets into bed and he takes off his shirt and he's got that luscious Ugh. chest hair it's and just so that w- he lays down and that weak jawline is just <laughs> ever precedent.
1: It's just funny because his head hair is so straight and his chest hair is just so like it's pillowy, so curly
0: <laughs> so <laughs> it's like a perm <laughs> so there's a weird sexual moment between him and his wife but we won't get into that right now we'll get into the next scene where he's teaching a class presumably College. at a university it looks like it's a university it looks like this is likely columbia yeah
1: you have to assume right because right. you're in,
0: They're in new york new york right. aka
1: toronto <laughs>
0: yes So he's reading loudly to a class. He's some sort of literature professor. And it's not really a scream, so I won't put it in. But it's obvious foreshadowing of like...
1: Was it Beowulf?
0: It might have been Beowulf. It was like, now who do you think that the monsters represent in in the culture? Because everyone's got a monster that's always out to capture them. And there's something about monsters. It was
1: like some like ninth grade English bullshit. Yeah. It's certainly not Ivy League tenured professor literature.
0: Yeah. So then the class ends... (laughs)
1: <laughs> and the students
0: fucking applaud him
1: have you ever
0: have you ever have you ever applauded a professor
1: maybe like an adjunct yeah. or maybe like a special speaker like a lecturer
0: yeah, yeah like a like a lecture like somebody hey we're gonna come in he's gonna give you a lecture on yeah. something but that wasn't the case no because we he's find like out, their
1: day-to-day
0: yeah because we find out that he has some good news which we later find out is that he got tenured yeah, so the first person he goes and confides in is his colleague Hannah. I wanted to actually
1: vomit when Hearing I heard his him name. Say come out, your name, come my out of name.
0: <laughs> but this is another running. What theme. What did I say?
1: Movie. Get my name out <laughs> of your, <laughs> your
0: mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. But here's another running theme in this movie, and that is: is this a different movie? Because <laughs> his colleague the parts
1: with the colleague.
0: His colleague is a relatively attractive blonde woman with a dutch accent
1: uh-huh. is this national <laughs> is this
0: national treasure <laughs> my question to you
1: there are many moments she's a historical researcher there are many moments that lead to this might be national treasure in a different dimension <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah right <laughs> so it's halloween night he heads home, and he just missed trick-or-treating with his son. His wife's a little disappointed. Oh,
1: his phone's dead, remember.
0: His phone... Well, no, that was a whole different scene. That was the night before.
1: He said his phone was he still He said his dead. phone was dead again. Get a that new battery. he hasn't charged his phone in two days.
0: Well, <laughs> his phone died, and he comes home, and his wife gives him a handy. <laughs> Can't plug it in before. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is maybe it's good luck charm. He's like, well, I'm going to let my phone die again. And then when he comes home here i'm on to something here because when he comes home he sees that he missed trick-or-treating so he went and put on his cowboy costume (laughs) naturally (laughs) naturally and the wife and the kid come home from trick-or-treating and he goes i got tenure and why don't i take him out for like there's a carnival down the street why don't i take him out and this is the exchange between (laughs) the (laughs) the wife and nick she yells at him down the street. She yells, hey, professor, keep those chaps on for me later when you come home. And he goes, yeah.
1: Doesn't he do like And then he lassos him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> They're like openly talking about banging later in front of their He's son. He's like
1: seven. Still. He's not like seven. He is seven. Still.
0: Anyway. I don't know. there's no
1: attraction between these two.
0: No, of course not. Never. <laughs> which is fine for a reason we'll get into in a moment so they they go to the carnival and the kid is seeing spooky ghosts he's been seeing from before also this kid kid (laughs) actors kid actors can really make or break a movie and this kid is not doing it he's real bad what else did we watch recently that had a really bad kid actor it was something knowing definitely a bad kid actor yeah but it was something recently i can't remember doesn't matter anyway so there's also vultures in manhattan which i mentioned the dad is going to get some ice cream with the kid and the kid just very eerily says dad can you pay the ghost He's like what i'm getting ice cream and then boom kid vanishes gone then of course we get our first
1: charlie where are you well it's a series of screams so
0: i'm gonna insert them here
2: wearing this hat did you see him sir you okay my son was wearing this hat sir Clearly. hey buddy officer officer this is my son's hat he's missing when did you see him last he was right here by the ice cream truck and he was right next to me did you tried calling him he's seven years old he doesn't have a phone
0: <laughs> so you heard as of course people being like you know coming up to him and saying like good oh, call him <laughs> he's like he's, he doesn't he's have a phone no, he's no seven phone. It's 2015. It's 2015, and we flash forward a year later, I believe. And so, Nick Cage has his own apartment, and it's very much, who is Pepe Sylvia? He's got red string and...
1: Pardon me? You don't know
0: what that is? No. (laughs) Oh, we haven't gotten to that part of Always Sunny in Philadelphia yet. It's a very iconic scene (laughs) where Charlie... (laughs) Funny enough that the kid's name is Charlie Charlie. in this movie, and Charlie Day in Oh, I Study of Philadelphia. He tries, he tries to infiltrate this company, and so he thinks that there's some major conspiracy going on. And he writes, "Who is Pepe Sylvia on the wall?" And he's correct. He's connecting like red (laughs) yarn. Okay, I've seen seen the meme, meme, right? Like, I think it's Sylvia or Sylvia. Who is Pepe Sylvia? So anyway, that's Nick Cage's apartment right now. I feel like
1: this whole podcast is always you bringing up a reference and then having to teach me about (laughs) it, and our audience probably thinks. Said i'm so stupid and just like super uncultured oh, no. and they, don't know anything
0: they think i'm a fucking nerd well <laughs> one I of the can't two those two go hand in hand yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're
1: a nerd and i'm uncultured
0: <laughs> they're not mutually exclusive <laughs> so meanwhile throughout this year as well nick cage is having flashes of seeing his son and he thinks his son is still out there he sees his son on a bus and starts chasing after him at one point uh but before that okay we're back in the classroom and it's a much more sparse classroom and this time when the class ends the kids don't applaud but a fucking school bell goes off and a university at a university have you ever have you ever- if you have, if, if anyone you know has gone to Columbia or any New York school where bells go off.
1: <laughs> New do, York universities, just... not schools.
0: Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. So anyway, there's a great scene that I believe you had me. Not
1: every class ends at the same time. Like I just.
0: And there's like 10, 15 minutes built in between each class so that you can walk to your next one. So, yeah, if you go five minutes over, like, okay, I can still make it there. Or like, oh, no, I can't make it there. I got to leave now. I got to leave class early. Because you're adults.
1: Yeah. You don't need a bell to tell you where to go. Unbelievable. Pavlov up in here.
0: Anyhow, (laughs) you had me write down what is likely the worst scene, which is when he confronts the detective because he found more evidence and maybe it was this, you know, child or kidnapper or child molester who got set yeah, free I guess Did he goes, double check i guess
1: he goes to this police station all the time because he walks in and the front desk person's like nick what are you doing here like we just saw you and he's like i need to talk to the detective and he's like he's busy and nick's like yeah fooey. <laughs> walks you know through the storms through the building up to the guy's door knock 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 i'm here
0: <laughs> yeah and then they, there's a great series of yells which maybe i'll insert a few of them here on
2: October 30th of last year, there was an offender. Colin O'malley, he was released from Rikers Island. He served fifteen years for kidnapping, abducted a neighbor's kid on 10th and Avenue A. I'll double check that. October 28th, Maxwell Porter was released from Sing Sing. They let this guy go, Mike, three days before Charlie disappeared. He only did seven years, Mike. seven years. For abducting and molesting an eight year old boy on Stanton. I will double check it, Mike. You'll double check, yes. It. Oh, my God. You keep pointing the finger at me because you haven't found jack shit all year. Well, in three days, it's Halloween again, and every child will be out, and every predator knows it, and one of them took my son. this is what you guys do, isn't it? Because you're fucking lazy to do your jobs.
0: So after Nick Cage does the whole bit with the bus, as I mentioned, he gets on the bus because he Mm -hmm. thinks he sees his son on there, and the bus lets him off at this abandoned warehouse where there's graffiti on the side that says, pay the ghost.
1: Apparently, some of these landmarks are so like identifiably Toronto. Toronto. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's hilarious. So he also sees vultures there. So he's like, "Ooh, I'm on to something." And (laughs) he walks into this warehouse. There's another jump scare with some dog that jumps out of out at you. There's a bunch of homeless people and a very odd but. Seemingly full of wisdom, blind man, ominous, <laughs> ominous yet yeah. wise. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a there's a the sound of a moaning woman in the distance, and whenever the moans it's like go crying. off, like crying. Yeah, <laughs> when, yeah, whenever the the crying woman sounds are being made, everybody covers their 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 fire, their fire trash tra- can. puts out their torches and stuff.
1: Yeah, there are torches, like national treasure torches. Yeah, that's or is true. that later?
0: Uh, it might be later, then as nick cage is looking at a wall full of graffiti that says pay the ghost on it there's another moment of what movie am i watching because it's very tyler durden fight club where it just flashes the ghost behind him Mm. have you ever seen fight club no well if you watch fight club and you go frame by frame they flash brad pitt in several frames like where he shouldn't be
1: is he dead the whole time
0: no spoiler alert for fight club which came out 30 years ago (laughs) Tyler Durden played by Brad Pitt is a um is a figment of Jack's imagination Jack being played by Edward Norton mm. so they are yeah so, so it's I,
1: not like um the Macaulay Culkin movie Bruce Willis not Macaulay Culkin.
0: <laughs> Did you just confuse Macaulay Culkin <laughs> and Bruce Willis? No,
1: no. Oh no!
0: Oh, 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 Haley Joel Osmond. Haley okay, Jasmine that's Joel. a little bit better. <laughs> the Sixth Sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or no. Or he's
1: dead. The, sorry. Spoiler. Spoiler for the, for the movie
0: that came out twenty-five years ago. <laughs> but yeah, okay. no. So it's not that he's dead the whole it's time; it's, that he, it's that he doesn't exist the whole time? Got it. Yeah. So, but you're led to believe that he's a whole separate entity a whole separate person but he's just a portion of his mind gotcha yeah anywho Fun. so that happens <laughs> so, so
1: fight club happens so fight club happens by Done. the graffiti wall <laughs>
0: So he gets all spooked out and leaves, and he decides to approach his wife and be like, "I've got this theory that something spooky's going on." I went to this warehouse, blah blah blah, and she's all like, "Oh, nothing spooky's going on, you idiot! I can't believe you lost him." Yeah, she's so fucking asshole. She's so mean to him. This is all your fault. It's been a year. It's been a year, and she still hasn't forgiven him. Now I know that's a hard thing to do to forgive someone like that. We don't have any
1: children, like we we understand. We don't understand. Also, like.
0: I mean, come on. Like somebody kidnapped their son. At this point in the movie they believe that somebody kidnapped their son. And he so, was like, holding
1: his hand the whole time.
0: The whole time. He let go for a second and, and somebody so it's not like he lost the kid. Like yeah. somebody snatched this
1: Yeah, it's kid. not like he was like, oh, I got to take an important business call no. and like walked away and, and got on the phone and then turned back around and his kid was gone. It was like he was with his child the entire time. The, he he cannot be at fault at yeah. all for this.
0: The time it takes you to get money out of your pocket and hand it to an ice cream man, that's the amount of time.
1: Uh, that's unacceptable. You should never have bought him ice cream. But that's your fault.
0: Sarah Wayne Collies sees his, the kid's scooter moving around in its house- Oh, and yeah, her was house pretty spooky. On, on its own which was also spooky and she's like I believe you It's something spooky going on here. Mm-hmm. So they She's get, like ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> so Nick Cage is looking at uh the kid had a had a video camera with him the whole time when he was getting taken by the yeah. spooky ghost. So Nick Cage is is looking at the video camera and then suddenly the movie becomes The Ring because <laughs> The camera becomes sentient, and it. they might as well have said, you will die in seven days. Yeah. I mean, they didn't. That's not the plot of this movie, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyhow. Then, okay, this is an important piece of information. Nick Cage does some research on missing children in New York City and determines that more children go missing on New York than any i'm sorry go missing in new york on halloween than and, any and, other and don't return and don't return
1: there are children that go missing every night in new york because new york is a you know <laughs> new york yeah however most of them are recovered and the children that get taken on halloween are the ones who do not return
0: yes so that's important in just a, a moment here we'll get into that so Nick Cage and the and the wife uh go go back to the house and they decide to they decide to hire a psychic who shows up and is like, it's here and this opens the window scene. and gets blown up against the ceiling and apparently her insides get she gets burned, burned alive from the, the inside. inside. out. Yeah. And then the detectives <laughs> are pulling out this dead body from their house and they're like, Now you be good, Nick Cage and Sarah Wayne Collies, you crazy kids like, why are they not the number one murder suspects? suspects? <laughs> why are neither of them in custody?
1: How do you explain to the police officer, oh, she opened the window, a gust of wind took her and strangled her to death?
0: And then burned her from the inside out. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you nuts? So later that night, Sarah Wayne Collies uh is getting possessed by the kid has the kid's voice and is cutting a celtic symbol into her arm really really spooky which is then interpreted by diane Kruger's knockoff <laughs> hannah hannah which leads them to an old church <laughs> where they go to this old church where these fucking kids and these old people are doing a portal ritual they call it <laughs> and they're like what the fuck's going on here this Celtic symbol carved into my arm brought us here. Can you tell us about your your cult?
1: And this woman's like, "Oh, I'm just a school teacher. I'm just a
0: school teacher. I don't know anything about no cults." And they're like, "Please, our son's missing." And they're and like, "Look at like, my
1: arm," and she's like, "Oh my God, that's the Celtic symbol of the
0: the yeah. portal of the unknown." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, "Wait, oh, I'm just a school teacher. Oh wait, actually, I know all of the <laughs> pertinent information, the ins that and you outs need. of
1: how this portal works. I
0: know literally everything."
1: But I'm, no, I'm just a lowly school teacher. I'm just
0: a lowly school teacher. Don't you worry about me.
1: We have a lot of friends who are school teachers. I wonder if they know the ins and outs of the Celtic occult. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like part of the certification exam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody who teaches above third grade level has to know at least a little bit about the Celtic occult. Yeah. <laughs> christ so <laughs>
1: next time you want to know about the Celtic just ask, ask the your teacher. friendly school teacher because <laughs> they know they'll know everything
0: they'll know. they'll know exactly what you're talking about so the story goes that there is this woman from colonial times who was thought to be a witch i guess turned out to actually be a witch <laughs> yeah and, like in
1: uh season of the witch that I don't woman, they, remember that she movie. Had, they had like a woman in a cage the whole time. And they were uh, like, she oh, was a she's witch. a witch. And yeah. Nick was like, no, she's not. And then she was. She was a
0: witch. Yeah. yeah. So similarly, <laughs> this woman was about to be burned at the stake, but was forced to watch her three children being burned at the stake before she was burned at the stake. And then, of course, she put a hex on the city that every year she would Take capture
1: three children.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I brought something up earlier that I think is vital. She captures three children every year for her mystical spookiness, but, but more children <laughs> go missing on Halloween night than any other night. Mm-hmm. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage is scrolling through pages of hundreds of kids. Yeah. So that does not explain anything. Absolutely, there's
1: bullshit. pedophiles out on Halloween. I guess so. Probably the real rationale, Ugh. but. The deal is you have a so like she takes them, but there's a caveat like you can get them back.
0: Oh yeah, within
1: like a twenty four hour period, the night before Halloween until it turns midnight. Yeah,
0: and suddenly the movie goes from Fight Club to Cinderella because now, (laughs) now they gotta they gotta be home from the ball before midnight,
1: (laughs) or the carriage will turn into a pumpkin. The carriage will
0: turn back into a pumpkin.
1: I'm dead. The fuck. (laughs)
0: So they start booking it to the warehouse because the teacher says something like, "Well, you know, it would be a symbol where vultures Wherever gather." The vultures shit. are, and you hear
1: her wailing. That's what it was. And We're, he's yeah. like, "I remember the wailing."
0: Yes. So they book it to the warehouse, and they get in a car accident on the way because the vultures try to stop them, and Nick's, <laughs> Nick's booking it on foot, and he's just got that terrible bow-legged just run. Just
1: awful gait.
0: Like, he just got off a horse. He's so bow-legged. He is
1: something up his butthole.
0: I'm that... Well, that's... Yeah, that's the R-rated. <laughs> Mine's the PG-13 rated. Butthole PG is the PG-13. Asshole is the R-rated. Okay. We've got it. So... So he gets to the warehouse and, and reconvenes with the blind guy. The blind guy's like, I can take you to the portal, but give me your watch. And he's like, you have until midnight. And Go- he's like, good luck. Good luck. You don't know what time it is, he, bitch. You his fucking watch for shits and giggles.
1: <laughs> give the man his watch. He was like, how did you know I was wearing a watch or blind? He's like, I might be blind, but I ain't deaf. <laughs> and he hears the
0: watch ticking. How about his wallet? If you want something like...
1: He can only... He can't hear the wallet. He doesn't know how much money he has in his wallet. Yeah, that's
0: a thing too. He has no idea what time it is. He'll never know what time it is.
1: He also doesn't know if it's an expensive watch or not. It's not like you can hear a Rolex. No. <laughs> what the
0: fuck's wrong with this guy? So anyway...
1: He's homeless blind man. I... I think there are probably other reasons that led him to this lifestyle. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I just think like they could have developed something about the watch yeah, earlier. They were, they were. Like, like that di- it was
1: like in National Treasure when he uses his diver's watch as collateral to get the hundred dollar bill that he could look at yes. the back and see what time it was and then it ended up being daylight savings.
0: And they established Idiot Riley. <laughs> Cause they established early in the movie that he was an excellent diver. Yes they didn't do anything like that in this movie. He
1: has no skills in this movie other than reading poetry to a class that will applaud him afterward.
0: (laughs) So weird. So weird that that happened. So anyway, he finds the portal, goes through the portal... He finds his children, and suddenly it's Spartacus because because
1: we went from Fight Club to Cinderella to Spartacus. We went
0: we went from National Treasure, national to, fight treasure club. to
1: Fight Club back to National Treasure, then to well, Cinderella.
0: We went from National Treasure to Always Study in Philadelphia to yeah, you know, I've lost track of the pattern.
1: There's been a lot of references here tonight.
0: Yes, well, a lot's been covered. So, and I say it's suddenly spartacus because there's just a sea of ghost children in this in the basement of this like 1600s colonial house that he finds through the portal and he's like charlie and all of the kids raise their hand so it's very much spartacus timely timely uh fucking reference there steve <laughs> so he finds his kid finds the two other kids and they start to go back through the portal they're about to run out of time but who shows up on the on the bridge on the portal is the main spooky ghost lady and they have a face off. She yeets them down the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie, the kid looks to the ghosts of all the other kids and goes like, help us. And the, the hundreds of ghosts of the other kids overtake the spooky ghost lady, mm-hmm. Nick Cage and the kids escape. Nick Cage brings Barely. the kid home.
1: And he doesn't remember anything. Kid doesn't remember anything. He's like, "Dad, that carnival was great. Thanks for taking me."
0: And he has no idea that he missed a year of school. Whole year. And none of his it's friends be very are around.
1: Confusing when he has to repeat third grade.
0: <laughs> I did all this already. Cursive. No, he doesn't. He wouldn't have to repeat third grade. He, he'd have to pick back up where he left off. But all of his friends would be a year older than him suddenly.
1: No, he would probably have to repeat third grade.
0: It's the middle of the year, and yeah. if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he hasn't forgotten anything, he wouldn't have to repeat a grade. But he, he didn't just pick that Yeah, but it's October.
1: Yeah, so he'd be in so third, he's third not, grade. Yeah,
0: so he's not gonna, he's not gonna <laughs> like take off from October through June. He'll just go back to school.
1: Oh, yeah, and then all of his friends will be in fourth grade. And all, yeah. but all of his friends will be in fourth grade. Got it.
0: Yeah. So anyway.
1: One more thing to note before we get to the whatever ending questions and, mm-hmm. and all that. I wanted to mention Please. one of our listeners, our biggest fan, <laughs> my friend Alex. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Um, she said that by we are really in the thick of it and we're keeping it thick by only going through the nick of it because we are only talking about the Nicolas Cage scenes. Mm, we are truly Further alluding to to our title here
0: we are truly (laughs) in the nick of it (laughs) so keeping
1: it thick with two c's christ with nick with one c (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right hen any other closing thoughts some nick cage awards coming at you first up best supporting actor not the kid
1: Mm, hannah (laughs) (laughs) hannah
0: (laughs) because her name is hannah yeah fair enough oh
1: yeah she fell to her demise we didn't mention that part oh, i yeah, don't understand got why got. that happened
0: oh that wasn't so that was right before that that was the stinger before the credits or or mid credits scene was yeah, like, was that because she gave them too much information or something uh, the ghost showed up at the school and pushed her out of a window and she died but then the next morning the vultures are picking at her and her eyes open, and she looks very spooky. So, so very...
1: she's like a ghost now, I guess. Yeah, save
0: it for the sequel, baby.
1: No, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> so is she best supporting?
1: Um, I can't... you can give it to Sarah. You know, like the wife from.
0: She was fine. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't know. None of these people were good. <laughs> you can give it to the vultures. <laughs>
0: of all the CGI. Vultures. Oh no, we're
1: giving it to the blind man.
0: <laughs> the blind man. Okay. <laughs> that one seems the most definitive of the responses you've given me so far okay now this is a tough one well it's probably not that tough but mm. best dressed is it the cowboy costume yeah okay We've i have was... given
1: it to his chest hair before
0: we have that's that's had its time in yeah. the spotlight yeah
1: cowboy costume no hat though a little disappointing
0: yeah what the hell is that who who dresses as a cowboy without a cowboy hat on
1: someone with the confidence to rock the rest of a cowboy costume without a cowboy hat, and expect people to know who they are.
0: I guess
1: he looked more like I don't know. He didn't even look like a cowboy.
0: Nah, nah, he just looked like someone from the south, maybe. Because <laughs> he had boots on.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, um... Okay. Well, cowboy costume. It is worst Nick Cage scene.
1: That, that negotiation in the, the police department. Also, <sighs> like, what? The police never came back. Like, there were so many plot holes. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs>
0: uh, the best Nicolas Cage scene.
1: Um. Didn't he scream and cry at some point?
0: He screamed the most when his son went missing. He did cry when he went home the first time or maybe the second time after, like, that night that his son went missing. Yeah. So the, he did, you know, produce some real tears. Yeah, he
1: produced some tears. I'll give it I'll give it that. Okay. That's Res- the respect. best scene? I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, uh, probably that. <laughs> <laughs> Guess it's fine. <laughs> uh the best Nicolas Cage scream.
1: <laughs> um something at the carnival.
0: The carnival? I mean, there's a whole string of screams we yeah. can give it to, yeah.
1: Or we can give it to what he screams in the office.
0: Whatever that was, because I didn't write it down. <laughs> I just wrote yelling.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> can give it to the carnival string of screams.
0: Okay, within there I know is, he's seven years old, he doesn't have a phone. My son was wearing this hat. <laughs> and finally, him the most nouveau shamanic moment. Nouveau shamanism being Nick Cage's own acting style. So, what was the most interesting acting choice he made this movie? Probably
1: the giddy-up cowboy.
0: Yeah, when he lassoed the air. I mean, yeah. it was sort of in character, I guess, because he yeah, was dressed as a so cowboy. Cheesy. But it was real cheesy.
1: I don't know if that's nouveau shamanic,
0: but I mean, it
1: fits the bill, so we'll give it to him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, something we forgot to do last week:
1: rank him. is rank
0: this movie. So, where are we ranking this one? Low okay so for comparison where
1: was season of the witch
0: season of the witch uh here it is it is at number 59 what's 60 city of angels 61 bringing out the dead oh my god (laughs)
1: 62
0: the runner last week's episode
1: 63
0: (laughs) left behind
1: Mm, between those
0: between the runner and left behind.
1: hmm
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Yeah. He's not cagey in this. No, not oh, really. Oh, I'll give the best scene to his delivery at the beginning of the poem.
0: <laughs> when he's in the class that gets yeah. a, that gets a uh, applause.
1: Doesn't he deliver one of the lines like in a pretty goofy way?
0: I don't know. I didn't write it down if he did. All right.
1: I'm sure you'll insert it and
0: oh well
1: i don't you know nope. I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure i'm sure i'm sure you won't put much effort into this one <laughs>
2: my darling my darling i see it all right Tis the age gray willow deceiving thy sight i love thee i'm charmed by thy beauty dear boy and if thou art unwilling then force i'll employ my father my father he seizes me fast for sorely the Earl King has hurt me at last. The father now gallops, with terror half wild. He grasps in his arms the poor shuddering child. He reaches his courtyard with toil and with dread. The child in his arms finds he motionless, dead. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> Kyle, who is this uh, Earl King and his creepy daughters? We don't know for sure. They might be creatures out of northern mythology, or some Celtic lore, or they simply stepped out of Johann Wolfgang von Goethe's nightmares. (laughs) But when you go out tonight, spare a thought for Lovecraft, for Stoker, for Poe, and for Goethe's Earl King, because they were all bound by one great and noble objective, to scare the living shit out of you. (laughs) Happy Halloween.
0: All right. Well, I think that's just about going to do it. So, Han, next week, we are watching a movie called The Trust. And I don't know much about it, but... Is it taken? I don't know. It is rated 63 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Holly freaking Luya.
1: Wow. (laughs) And I believe... This has potential.
0: And I believe that looks like, yeah, Elijah Wood maybe is... Oh, that's cool. Elijah Wood is also in this. Pair cool. of cops investigating drug invasion.
1: Cop, yeah, he's a cop.
0: Ooh, he's got a killer mustache in this movie. He's so he's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a cop a few times.
1: Many times.
0: Yeah, remember that one time when he took? I think it was Frozen Ground, where he was like, "Yeah, I took this movie because I've never been a cop before." But yeah, he'd been a cop been like a cop five, five times, times before this.
1: He just doesn't remember.
0: <laughs> he's done so many fucking shitty films. Don't
1: do drugs, kids.
0: Well, Han, that's gonna do it.
1: That is gonna do it
0: how do you sign us off now
1: remember we're here for you through nick and thin
0: love it thanks for listening guys take care
1: now